What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney, alongside McLean Boyd and Jay Woodson. Gents, welcome back for another week. How's it going? Here we are. Same old question. Never a good response. We're here. Can't think of anything better to say than good, man. I'm doing good. Doing good and great. Yeah, man. Just you know, really, really excited to be here with you two fine folk. What a loser. What a loser. <laughs> I mean, we're not the coolest people in the world, that's for sure. Um I'm definitely not that creative. Shit, I'm the cat's pajamas. <laughs> the fact that you just use that line is the exact <laughs> 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 oh shit so all right um boys what are you guys drinking uh um no, no allow me allow me go, go for it. it go for it join the club i've got a nice bottle of 1792 here. hey let's yeah. give him a round of applause if i was a sports radio host i'd have one of those little like applause button things you know a little sound yeah. effect yeah that's awesome budget for that it's not in our budget no um but that's okay. that's okay. It's good good to be here. And I figure if I'm going to be in Tennessee, let's 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 be Tennessee. That's awesome. Is it good? What do you think? Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, the bottle's getting down to the bottom. Oh yeah, getting low. Seventy nine two is a very good bottle, like for the mid mid tier, you know, price range. I mean, I know it's not cheap, yeah. but it's. I mean, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like. uh like just under 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Should be in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was like 37, something like that, maybe. But no, yeah. I, yeah. it's solid. I like it. Yep. Jaybird, what do you want? Um, I've got some Henry McKenna 10. Um, I ran out of my my go-to, which is normally 1792. I keep it uh, by one of the big, you know, the big handles, and I poured in my little decanter and um, I went through it. So I had to dip into some of the some of the nicer stuff, which McKenna 10 is, is you can still kind of get it when you need to get it. It's not super expensive, but it's, it's good. So here we are. Like it's it. good stuff. I like it. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to remember what I poured. Cause I poured this glass a long time ago since our pre-show chat took two hours almost. That's, that's terrible. That's our fault. Totally our fault, not yours. <laughs> not not too uh, fault. Not too hard. Hour and a half. Right on hour and a half. Um, yeah. I'm on Calumet tonight. Oh, which Calumet 15? No, 12. Okay. Okay. It's still, still good. good. Very, yeah. very sweet um up front. But it is nice. it's good. It's, I'm trying to I've been trying to nurse this thing so this doesn't get sloppy tonight, but we'll see. <laughs> Well, you guys have a pretty good strategy. It wouldn't be the first time. I will say, I think, I think me bringing the bottle in here with me is probably a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. No. <laughs> when you actually have to get up out of your seat, it can kind of change some things. Yeah, I'm gonna get up out of my seat and hope hope my legs are still there. <laughs> if you do fall, I hope the cameras are still rolling so that that's going on social media. If you were to yeah. fall, love it. I love it. But let's get into some some G. We had the Travelers Championship in Connecticut. Some people would say that's part of New England. Some people would say it's not. But Keegan Bradley. Is it? Come on, Mikey. You're you're a New Englander. So technically, 
Connecticut is part of New England. It is one of these six states that make up New England. But you hate you hate Connecticut. A lot of a lot of us from New England and the other five states don't necessarily consider Connecticut part of New England. It's really an extension of New York. Rhode Island, uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Maine. Um, what other? What other? Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. Geez. And then yeah, Connecticut make up the six, but many of us in New England don't really take ownership of Connecticut as New England. That's fine. It's an, it's an extension of New York, and we hate New York. So. <laughs> <laughs> especially when you get west of Hart, especially you get west of Hartford, it's definitely New York. Yeah, the northeast part of Connecticut, you can maybe convince me on that. However, the New England boy, New England kid, not much of a kid anymore. Keegan Bradley gets the win in front of the hometown fans. Keegan is from Vermont slash uh, Massachusetts, comes from a PJ professional up there. Uh, he was uh, if he would have transferred high schools a year earlier, him and I would have played against each other as we were in the our schools were in the same division. But um, yeah, so Keegan gets it done. It was cool atmosphere. They were definitely behind him up there. It was 10 times the atmosphere that L.A. Country Club was because they actually have real fans up there that cared <laughs> versus the private U.S corporate open that we had last week elevated event good field would you guys um would you guys make a keegan he's he's kind of back i mean he won back in the fall he's won again he's, yeah i mean apparently he he's kind of changed his uh his diet his his workout regimen like he's lost 30 pounds which i couldn't really tell but i mean i could tell yeah. he was maybe a little bit more fit but not like 30 pounds once but yeah apparently 30 pounds so he just made a commitment to his physical fitness and getting his body right, which, you know, again, let's be honest, like if you're going to play a professional sport and it, it, golf gets enough criticism, like if you're going to be a professional athlete, you need to look like it. And, you know, most of the guys that are at the top of the list and the top 10 in the world, they look like somewhat like quasi athletes. Uh, I'd say Scotty Scheffler is kind of a, a kind of a camouflage athlete. I think he's mm-hmm. super coordinated and got great hand eye, which I think goes underrated when it comes to some of these skill driven sports like baseball and golf. But needless to say, most of the guys in the top 10, they, they, they look like athletes. And a lot of the guys that, that don't put, put forth that effort, you know, they kind of fall behind the wayside. And I think, I think he. I think he's made a good effort. I mean, he's he's changed changed his body a little bit, and he, like I said, he's lost thirty pounds, and he's he's put an effort into making sure his body is working at the optimal level. I mean, you know, he's almost forty years old now, at the I hate to say it tail end of his career or close to it on the PGA Tour, and he's won twice in in the last year. I mean, kudos to kudos to Keegan and his and his you know freaking twirl flips before he. You know, hits every shot. It's back off, go, back off, go, back off, go. Good he's having a pretty good works. year. I mean, he's having a great year. He's had eight top 25s, five top 10s uh, through 18 events, made 14 cuts. So, 
he's certainly playing some great golf right now and whatever you mm-hmm. want to attribute it to, you know, it, it's, it's without question playing off, especially with having those two wins in a season, which, you know, a lot of people don't give that enough credit as it deserves. Two wins is extremely hard to do. And we're yeah. so used to judging people off of the absolute top guys on tour say, Oh, well, Scotty's had this many and tiger had once had this many. And it's like, guys don't realize how hard that is to win twice on the PGA tour in a calendar year. That is incredibly difficult to do so. So the fact that he is back playing some good golf, you know, certainly, certainly good. It's wild that, uh, he, he, uh, won again with the same putter that won the LA country club or won the U S open at LA country club. That's become such a hot topic. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, 14 days ago, that putter went for 150 bucks and on eBay, they're selling them for 800, 500 to a thousand dollars. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, I only say that because my my dad asked me yesterday, "Can you bring one of those Ricky Fowler putters?" And I was like, "I was like, what? What?" He's like, "Come on, man!" He's like, "You find me a Ricky Fowler putter? That thing I can't even buy it. It's eight hundred dollars on eBay." I was like, "Can you find me one?" I'm like, "Well, they're on eBay. Like, you, if it's eight hundred dollars, that's what you have to pay." Yeah, <laughs> That's like when the member calls in that lives on the 14th hole. Is it raining up there? We have the same weather channel. (laughs) Like, you know, you can get on eBay. If it's $800, it's $800. Like, I'm not going to get any cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Keegan's playing good again. You know, he's he's someone that we can lean on. He's had some experience in some Ryder Cups and President's Cups. So it's good to have someone with his – um experience potentially you know threatened to be on the team he's up to 18th in the official world golf rankings right now which is again a very hard spot to get to um it definitely seems like he is now getting much more comfortable with that putter you know there he was one of the belly putter guys that um pretty much all of his success early on came from putting with that belly putter and we all know it takes a takes a little bit of time to find you know your next option to where you're going to be able to be successful with it it seems like he's finally found that level of comfort that he's been missing and he's starting to get the hole in the way a lot more often yeah um i want to get to a Ryder cup discussion uh, around keegan because he's up to number seven in um the u.s Ryder cup standings yeah but one of the things that's cool and this story's been going around he he told the story a, a few times over the years but just where he was in his career, and Jay, you you know this. So there was one point he had $1,200 in his bank account. He was traveling the country in his car, playing the mini tours. I forget which, exactly which tour he was on. But he wanted to sign up. It was like the deadline to sign up for Q School. And Q School was $4,500. And he had this doctor that was kind of helping him out. He called him pleading. The guy transferred $6,000 to him so he could sign up for Q school, had a little extra. He then had like the weight lifted off his shoulders. He went and won the mini tour event that week for 35 grand to be able to pay the guy back, have some little nest egg for the rest of the year, gets his tour card and then wins the PJ championship this first year on tour. Like, and now he's, and then just, that was it. So he went from inches away to being out of money done. Yeah. And, you know, so that's a, just a cool little story of how, how close you can be for going one way or the other uh, in this fickle, fickle sport. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I mean, I'm so happy for him. So well, that's so, one of the reasons that so you, know, you have 
<laughs> but hey, you know, on the backside of that, that's and one of the reasons you still have nothing against the, uh, Keegan. Keegan's a great player. I mean, we played yeah. in college together again. I, I and I don't think I in college. I don't think I played with him in an event, but we played events together in college and in the mini tour events. You know, before he got, you know, had a he played Hooters tour with me. And say with me, but on the same tour. So we were playing in the same events. Um, so I mean, nothing against Keegan. I mean, obviously he's a he's a PJ PJ championship winner, major winner. He's won is he won five five times now or six times? I think it's six, six times. Six times on the PJ tour. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not hating on anybody. He's he's made the absolute most of his career and and, and done it the right way. You know, kudos to him. You know, yeah. I mean, the guy's made for four him. million dollars on tour. Uh, yeah, he figured it out. He figured it out. You know, good for him. It's it's just it's you just never know what's going to work and and how it's going to work for each player. Like, kind of to your point, Mike. That story has been told a thousand times in the last 30, 40 years. You know, that same story. I was on the brink. I was gonna. I didn't have anything and. I had this one person that took a chance and here I am. I made it. I kept my card. And then there's another thousand that didn't. I'd say there's another two, three, four thousand. More than that. Yeah. That didn't make it. And they were like, and I wouldn't say four thousand that could have made it, but of those people that didn't make it, there's a lot that that should have made it and maybe didn't get um that doctor that said hey here's six thousand dollars go to q school you know and that's the that's the the craziness and the beauty of the sport it's like it's really hard to compare it to another sport because if you're if you're good enough then like someone's gonna pick you up you know whether uh, pull you into their and on onto their team and draft not say draft you but at least sign you and you're like, hey, all right, let's see what you got. Earn it. Whereas, you know, the golf is, it's it, you earn it in a different way. So mm-hmm. they, they all earn it in some way, shape, or form. So I'm not saying it's like it's given, but because it's no different NBA, NFL. Like you, you got to earn it at some point. You either earn it in, in college, you earn it in um, you know, minor leagues or whatever it is. You you still earn it, but it's just different. It's just a different way to look at it. So yeah. Um, no, it's it's cool. I mean, it's still cool to watch Keegan play play well at this age. You know, like I said, at forty years old, you know, played you know college golf and mini tour golf in the same events, um, and and a, and a you know a talented guy, but not you know not trying to throw shade on anybody. Not the guy that you would say this guy's going to win a major. This guy's going to win six times on the PJ tour. But that's what I think what the beauty of it. That's what's cool is that mm-hmm. here's a guy who no one thought would do that. And here he is doing it. So it's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, yeah. I've always liked Keegan partly just because of the the Massachusetts connection, the new England connection, but it, you know, he gets a hard rap for some of his pre-shot routine stuff. And I don't blame anyone for giving him a hard rap for that. Some of it's hard to watch in the aim point and, you know, the idiosyncrasies he has is, is goofy and odd. And I, I don't, but as a person, as a golfer, he's, he's a grinder. He, he just a little bit speaks to me as he has that new England grinder mentality, kind of always slightly have a chip on your shoulder mentality. And, uh, I just, I just kind of appreciate the way he kind of goes about things. And 
Yeah. So you got to appreciate that a little bit. But is he on? Is he on your Ryder Cup team? Seventh on the rankings. I mean, right now the way he's playing, he'd have to be. I mean, if the picks were made next week, yeah, he would have to be. How many other players on that list that are around him have two wins in the season? Um, None. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's where that conversation has to go. You know, we have to make these choices around who is playing well now, who is getting it done, who's hoisting trophies, and he's one of those guys currently. I mean, regardless of what you – you know, it's tough because a lot of times it's very easy to start to get into personal feelings when it comes to these picks, but this is a situation where you've got to go back and look at what is – how do we feel the best team? How do Mm -hmm. we put the best guys out there in the stripes to to go get it done. And right now he's one of those guys. And I also think that the fact that he does have that history of playing on a couple of teams previously, mm-hmm. um, he does have that experience, um, that that's incredibly valuable as well. And I think at the end of the day, you know, you've got to put you got to put him in the conversation. I think he's on the team. And we all know at the same time exactly what you said before, Mike. I don't know, you know, I would call it a Massachusetts thing, you know, that maybe just me. Um, but I think at the end of the day, he is a grinder. Um, he is a guy that I think enjoys match play. He is someone who is going to go out there and leave it all out there. And those are the guys I want on the team. Those are the guys I know get out there and thrive in that sort of format. He wants to beat you more than anything. I mean, he loves that stuff. So I think having a guy like that, um, suit up is good for the team and good for the country. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. We talked to Ryder Cup, I don't know, a month or so ago. We kind of went in depth on the list, and I said, oh, X, Y, Z, these five guys are a lock for me. They're no longer locks anymore. There's a lot of question marks when you look at the American squad. You know, so Wyndham Clark's second. We all know who's first, Scotty Scheffler. He's almost, <laughs> he has almost double the amount of points Wyndham Clark has. Wyndham Clark is second now. You know, so Wyndham has two wins, one being a major, so he's got a ton of points. Brooks Kepka. Gets a ton of points. He's third. Then you got Xander, Cantley, Homa. Homa's got two wins on the season. Then it's Keegan. Okay. Playing well recently, but you know, has had some iffy times. And you got Jordan Spieth, who's eighth. Not exactly a consistent machine right now. Cam Young's ninth. He's not playing well. He's yeah. not sniffing leaderboards right now. Sam Burns, eh, again, haven't really seen or heard much of him. Yeah. Justin Thomas is 11th. Jay, right now, Justin Thomas is off my team. No. I mean, I was going to say he probably should be on the team based on the way he's been playing, but typically I would not put him on there. But I, I, I actually, for, for that format, I think Justin Thomas is a great – I would probably if he were if he were anywhere close, you know, if he were maybe two to five, you know, picks, I should say picks, but spots outside of a pick, captain's pick, I would pick him. I, I again I've I've always said I love Justin Thomas. I love his competitiveness. I think he's I think he's super tough and I think he's great in match play. I don't think he's a top 10 talent in the world. I always say that. I keep saying that unless something changes. I don't think I think he is a great, incredible player, and I would definitely pick him for the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup. 
because he's a dog and he would get it and I would play with him in a second. I don't put him up there with the upper upper echelon of players from a talent standpoint. Um, I mean, think of it this way, you know, why Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods would not divulge all of his inside secrets to somebody who he thinks is going to break any of his records. He won't, he will not do it. And that's why he feels comfortable giving this information to Justin Thomas, because he knows he's not on the same level as some of these other guys. He's not sitting there talking to John Rahm about what he did when he was trying to win majors. He's not talking to Rory in detail about what he did to try to win these majors. He's not talking to Scotty Scheffler. He's not talking to these guys. And there's a reason because Tiger still is competitive and he's competitive with his records and what he's done. And he's not going to give all this information up. He gives it to Justin Thomas because he likes him and he knows that he's not at that level. He's not going to win 10, 11, 12 majors. He's not going to compete with him. So he's like, Hey, I can give this stuff to him and he's a good buddy and I can help him out, try to get him to the next level. And I'm not, it's not a knock on Justin Thomas. I mean, the guy has, the guy has taken his his talent level and he has superseded everyone's expectations. And I think even Justin Thomas, if he were being honest with himself, would say that like, hey, I'm I've I've overachieved in a sense um, and I've made myself a, a, you know, a great, incredible player, 10 plus wins, a, you know, a couple majors. I mean, that's an incredible career. And I'm not knocking that at all, but I don't think he's at that that top tiered upper echelon, but I didn't, I've never heard that take from you before. Really? I don't know. I mean, the guy has (laughs) guys had, I'm just speaking the truth. I know. I'm just fucking different. I've never said it that way before either, though. I will say that. I I regret bringing Justin Thomas's name up now. No, I mean, that's cool. I I mean, I like him. I I like Justin Thomas. I do like him. I like the guy. Justin I like he's tough. Him. Like if I were getting a fight at a at a bar, like he's a. I mean, he's not a. He's not like he's a big dude, but you know, hey, this guy. If, if somebody punched me in the face and we were buddies, I feel like he would. He would scrap and crawl, and he would do whatever he had to do to get get somebody off of me. And I'm like, I like that guy. McLean's I do. So I like mad, it. Right. McLean's so like mad him. right now. He's just, look, just actually. Just, he's not I'm mad. He's just disgusted. Like, the look on his face is just disgusted. The whole time right Jay now. was talking. The guy has, he's played in 214 events. He's finished mm-hmm. top 25 in 125 of those. So over 50% of the time, the guy finished top 25. He has 15 career wins, 53 uh, million in career earnings. That doesn't matter. Seems like you know that doesn't matter. Career right. earnings doesn't matter. Let's point. talk about finishing top 25 in over 50% of your starts. That's pretty solid. It, it, I'm not saying it's not. But you look at the people that are ahead of him right now. What have they finished? Pull that pull that percentage up. Name a player. All of them. Rory, Scotty, Tony, even Tony Fino. Jordan Spieth, I would even throw. Here we go. Got a, I knew Fino wasn't getting out of this conversation. I knew this is where I mean, was. I'm talking, we're talking, we're talking talent level, like and 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 being able to separate yourself. There's there there the only thing that Justin Thomas can do to separate himself is is his competitiveness, which I love. I love that, but that's not that's not that's not a talent thing. All right, and that's all I've ever not- said. For the sake of not getting further off topic, we can get back to the Ryder Cup. But why do why do we why are we so worried about getting off topic? We're talking about golf. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, you got it. I'm in. So here's where we are. Here's where we are. Let's I might just sit back and Rory, listen and watch. McElroy. Hey, 
He has almost the exact same top 25 percentage as Justin Thomas does. Rory has Who does? Played, Rory McIlroy. Rory has played in 233 events, and he has 155 top 25. So it's a shade, uh, just a shade above. But if you're looking at the grand scheme, the percentage-wise is only a few percentage points above. So if sure. Justin Thomas is at you know 52, Rory's at 56. Um, Are you ranking a top a top tiered player off of top twenty five finishes? That seems like eh, it's like, hey man, you did a great job. You finished. Well, then, like, what do you want to rank it off of? The guy's got two majors and fifteen wins. Like that's that's better than any of his current peers right now. Just as good, other than Rory. Other than other than uh, how many has gone wrong? Have Rory? He doesn't have fifteen but, wins. But, yeah, no, I mean, he no question. He had a great he had a great stretch for a short period of time. But I'm like, just saying, I, if you don't want to take top twenty fives as as a um, a metric, then just look at his his majors and his wins. Yeah, no, no, no question. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, I, again, I'm not I'm I'm not disputing that he's a great player. I just don't think he's a top 10, top tiered player in the game. That's all I'm saying. I'm you, you Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not a good player and not a great player. I think he is a great player, a very when, great player. When only one of his peers right now, active peers, has a better resume than him, how can you say uh, he's not, not a top 10 player? What, wait, hold on. Wait, you said only one of his peers has a better resume than him? Okay, maybe two. Call, call Spieth because he's got more majors. Well, I would say I would say Scheffler. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you yeah, you listen to what you're saying. You're saying that that there's only one player that has a better resume than 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 Justin Thomas right now. Active. Yeah. How many people have 15 wins and two majors? Yeah, uh, if you, that's very true. Uh, but if you're just, if you're just ranking off one, I mean, anybody can have a great stretch of golf. We, we all know that. You're talking about fifteen talent level. Like how can you separate yourself and win? Rory is ahead of him. Rom's ahead of him. Scheffler's ahead of him. Hell, I, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm almost put fucking Hovland ahead of him. Hovland hasn't won oh, any Hovland's majors. Even, He's won like three or four times. You can't put him ahead of him. There's Hovland's no chance. You can't put him in the last in the last three years. How many times has Hovland beat? Hovland's only been out there for three years. I don't care. He. We, we were just talking about Hovland not winning big events two months ago. He hasn't won well, big he, events. He finally he, won one. Look one. at average Hovland finish. Look at average finish since since Hovland's been on tour, and look at average finish since Dustin Thomas is on tour. Matter. So Hovland is slightly. Hovland hasn't been out there as long as, as Thomas has. No, that's why you we're said talking. The top twenty-five finishes don't matter. McLean was giving you top twenty-fives, and you said that doesn't matter. No, I didn't say it doesn't matter. But if that's how you that's that can't be the deciding factor. Top twenty five, like that's what that's where we're going off of. Top twenty five that makes you the best player there's in the no world. Way Hov, there's no way Hovland's ranked higher than him as far as his peers over the last couple of years. Yeah. So Hovland in the last three years, if you were to tell me who's the better player, yes, Justin Thomas has does have one major over him. But who's has who's that average higher finish over uh, between those two guys? And since Hovland's been on tour, Hovland's, Hovland's has a has had a better career in the last three years than Justin Thomas, and and not just Hovland. You can go down the list and name these guys that have played better than him in the last couple of years. And again, you you guys are you you guys are fighting for what? I'm not sure because I've said that that Justin Thomas is a great player. He's just not a top ten talent in the world. That's all I'm saying. He's not. 
He's not. He's an overachiever. He's done a great job. He's a competitor, but he's not. There's nothing that separates him from the next guy. And what and what we're arguing is you can't give us 10 players that are better than him. You might be able to give us five or six, but you can't give us 10. Cannot give us 10. Only thing I will say I is looking at, the stats, looking at the stats, you don't want to put Finau up against him. Finau, no, no has, Finau has six wins. He has almost the exact same percentage of top 25s. Uh, but he's played in more events than Justin Thomas has. Justin Thomas has played in like 15 less events than that Tony Finau has. Right now. And we're talking about you're talking about talent and ability. Uh, right? actually, I think I think winning matters though, Jay. We're we sure, play this game sure. to win. Winning matters. Sure. sure. And winning, and, and winning tell me, tell me the matters. stretch. Tell me the years that we had that we played great. Right? Uh, John, Scotty Shepard, Roy Melbury, Patrick King, Xander Shoffley. I would name all those guys ahead of him right now. All of those guys ahead of ahead of Justin Thomas. How many? List those guys again. Victor, Victor Hovland, I put ahead of him. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka. Look at the stats, though. Yeah, exactly. I, I've just named eight, just like off the fucking top of my head. Yeah, you just I mean, can't include Hovland. I think Hovland's only been out there for three years. And he, I know, every but winning, week, winning every matters. Every week he's in the hunt. Every week since he's Cantlay's on track percentage-wise. He, he, he's a little bit higher percentage-wise. because That's why I say percentage, Jay, only from the standpoint that these guys have been out there different times. They have been out sure. there for a different amount of time. So I, I, I get that. That's why I'm using the percentages um, that I've mentioned. Cantlay is slightly ahead. Um, Finau is not. Okay. Okay. Fine. You can, if you want to put Finau behind him, that, that's fine. But there are so many guys that I'm not even naming. Right, Cam Smith, another one that comes up. Like, I would, I would take that guy over Justin Thomas right now, and and I, I'd say over the, the course of their careers, I would probably take him ahead of him. Yeah, but you you said one of your arguments against JT was he got a hut spell. Well, hasn't just Cam just had a hut spell last year? Uh, he's played he's played well for more than just one year. So and, and again, I, what what it, it comes down to when you we trying to rake somebody as a top tiered player, top ten player in the world. What does Justin Thomas do that separates him from the other players? Wins. <laughs> he wins. He wins big events. Never, not lately. He won a a, a PJ championship last year. A year and a half ago. Fourteen months and, ago. Not even. 15, and then what, what has he ago. done since then? Has he been even close to winning in the last year? No, he's. I, I'll be first to admit he's been bad. That's why I just said earlier when we whole started this whole thing that he's not on my Ryder Cup team right now because he's playing bad. Yeah, he yeah. does fit the Ryder Cup well, but he's playing he bad. I just said that. He did have a top 10 this week. God damn, it's about time. You know, good for him. Uh, one out of the last 50 events. That's great. Good job. Uh, again, I'm not – you guys are – again, he's – I don't when, think – I've not seen when when I've watched him play over and over. Major? When was the last time Fina won a major? The, winning a major, yes, it's it's certain, certainly important. But I'm talking about like if you watch players play, like it, it, does he fulfill his talent? No, Just Tony Fino. We've already talked about that. Uh, but I think that Justin Thomas has overachieved for what what he what he gives, what he has to offer. He's he's a great competitor, and I think that's his biggest strength. But, but see, from I a talent standpoint, he he there's it's it's it leaves me wanting. Like, what do you have? What do you do that's better? You don't drive it further than everybody. You don't drive it straighter. You're not that great of an iron player. You are a great, a great chip, player. and you're not that great of a putter. Yeah, he's he's a great player. iron. Player. 
I think you I think you underestimate the intangibles. I think you strictly look at physical talents and skills. No, that's and fucking I think, bullshit. I, I fucking that's when, all I know is I think, the fucking intangibles. That's bullshit. Well, all that's you just bullshit. talked about, all you just talked about was all the physical talents. Yeah, I mean, I, I already said that I, I agree with that he's competitive, and they, there's no way to fucking. Okay, so maybe he's more competitive than that. everyone. I think he. I think he's the probably the most competitive. Like I, I'm okay. giving him that. I'm just saying that he's not. He doesn't meet the snuff in all the other levels. That's why he's even in the mix well, because you he's asked. You asked what does he give you and what is he good at? He's good at being damn competitive, and that's a huge thing that, when you're a competitor in a well, competitive that, sport. Fuck, I'm competitive and I'm a fucking property manager. So what does I that mean? I understand that. I just think your your argument's a little inconsistent. I mean, I don't, I still have yet somebody tell me why he why they think he's the a best. top ten player in the world he, in the last. Because he wins big tournaments, well, and yeah. Hovland doesn't. Yeah, he gets it done. He, well, Justin Thomas has been playing a lot longer. That's why. Yeah. That's Hovland will win more tournaments and more majors than Justin Thomas. He might, but right now he hasn't. So he can't that's say all I'm saying. All I can do is it. just tell you, tell you where the where the proof is. Tell you where the talent is. Uh, we're talking about where the proof is in the wins. We're talking about talent. Big events. We're, ta- we're talking about talent. I don't know why you guys fucking love Justin Thomas so much. What, what did this guy? Did he come suck you guys off like at both of your houses? Like what? Hey, what did this guy part. do? The best part is that he's on Jay's Ryder Cup team and he's not on Mike's. And this is the argument that we're having. This is amazing. I, I don't understand it. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, I just, the guy, I, I do like the guy. I even admitted in the beginning. I just don't think he's a top 10 talent. Like, in the last, you know, for what we have right now in the game, he is not in the top 10 in terms of talent. He's not. He's a great player, overachiever, fucking competitive shit, but not a top tier talent. Like, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I would put Jordan Smith ahead of him. I could go down the list and, and just name him out, and I would he, he would he would not be in the top ten. Hell, if if Tiger was playing on one and a half legs, I mean, shit, he would be ahead of him if he played. Then the awkward silence sets in. <laughs> I mean, I'm just literally going down the list right now, looking at all these all these players the, that I the would, Victor Hovland one is just a bad take. It's not, dude. It's not, dude. It, Victor Hovland is good. He's so good. Yeah, he is good. He is so good. But there's he's nothing you can show me to years. say that he's better than Justin Thomas. It's pretty damn close, especially in the last year and a half. It's, well, he it's can't. He can't get it done in big events, and that's massive when you're a competitor trying he, to win tournaments. Sure, he hasn't he has yet. He hasn't he yet. A, he, he can't a hit a bunker shot or chip. Flaw. He has a very evident flaw. Justin does not have that from a talent standpoint. Uh, yeah, he's so talented. He can't figure out how to chip a ball. I, it's it's gotten a lot. It's a lot better than it has been. But if you're okay. talking about flaws, have you watched Justin Thomas putt recently? But that's just a little bad spell. That's oh, golf. that's a that's just a that's bad golf. spell. That's okay. golf. Well, you know, look, it's a it's a it's a small okay. speed. Like you said, he had a couple of good years, he had a couple of bad years. That's fucking golf. Talk about Jordan Spieth and the couple of bad years he had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that that's Gory hasn't won a major in nine years. Golf. And I love yeah, but, but go back and look you look at look at the, the body of work in the top fives, the top tens. I mean, that's not even that's 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 not even a comparison. You're not comparing Rory McIlroy to Justin I, Thomas. I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, set, 
I, I'm just the saying stats, there's not the separation that you think there is when you look at. I'm the not finish, saying I think Rory between Rory and Justin Thomas. It's not a master. He has uh, eight more wins. But outside of that, the remainder of the stats, there's not as big of a separation as you think there is. I, I was literally uh, just. Okay. I mean, if you want, I mean, it, I wasn't prepared to go dig, dig deep in the stats <laughs> here for, for Justin Thomas and Rory. But if we're we going if, to if we we edit this while I go back and pull these stats up to show how much of a, of a baller Rory is over uh, Justin Thomas, I can do it. And I will, I will do it because it's no, not, Rory, Rory is it's above not even close. Not, it, it, it's, it's not Rory's even close. Look at the amount of top 25s versus events. Look at the percentage of top 25s is a joke, dude. Nobody cares about finishing top 25. That's a joke. That's a joke. Really? If we're, if we're, if we're ranking Justin Thomas's uh, you know, ability to be in the top 10 in the world based on top 25s. All right. Do you think, do you think Tiger cared about finishing top 25? Do you think Rory cares about finishing top 25? No, but I'm making I'm trying to make it a fair argument because of the different amount of times that people have been on tour. So Rory has a little bit over 100 top 10s, and Justin Thomas has 74. All I'm saying is that there's not the massive amount of uh, separation that you think there might be. It's closer It's closer than I thought it was, too, Jay. I'll be honest with you. Closer than I thought I it mean, was. I mean, you can, you, can, you can spend numbers however you want when it comes to, you know, you can look at this stat, this stat. I'm, but, I'm quoting. But in the in the end, I mean, you can pick whichever stat you want. You say, oh, well, fuck, Justin Thomas well, is being over in this category. Oh, he's a, he's a top 10. So I thought top 10s would be a good one to go with. Let's go with that. You know, whatever. You sure? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking top 10 in the world. Like a top 10 talent in the world. Like, there's nobody my top 10. Other than you two guys, if you ask anybody right now, who's a, who's a better, who's who's more talented, Rory or Justin Thomas? It's Rory. We're not, we're not arguing no that. We're not arguing that. that. We said Rory's All I'm better saying talent. Is Rory is exactly the so, well, top tier, best player in the world conversation. He's been there for a long time. He's done it for a long time. So all I'm saying is that when you relate a guy like Justin Thomas to that, his stats are much closer. You think no one's saying that Rory is. I'm, not, of course they're going to be. Of course they're going to be close. He's won, like you said, he's won however many events he's won. I I still don't think that he is in that upper upper echelon of of a top tier player, like a player that can come out and just you you can dominate. He just doesn't have that skill set. Doesn't, he doesn't have that. Rory's never dominated. Rory's never dominated. Hmm. What, what, how many did he win by when he won at the U.S. Open? At congressional, was it eight? I'm talking about, I'm talking about a period of time, not one event. A uh, Domination okay. doesn't happen one event. We all know golf allows, uh, you know, flash in the pants. Guys have great weeks. They win by a bunch. And, Hell, and I you think, and you think Thomas, Justin Thomas has shot. done that? I won a fucking Hooters event by seven shots, and I wasn't a top player on that fucking tour. Well, well uh, Grant, I've been on that tour too, and I know that that means absolutely fucking nothing. So we can't compare that ourselves on the Google tour to that. So now we're these talking. two guys are playing now on the same talking. tour. These guys are playing on the same tour, and Justin Thomas has never dominated anyone. And and you have somebody who has. I'm not saying Justin Thomas has been. I don't know why we're arguing Rory and 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 dominant. Justin. The reason I brought up Rory because Rory to me is the top tier. He is. What would you say, Jay? Top three player? Top three player in what? In the world? Or just in the world right now? 
either. I mean, not, not ever. I mean, we're not going to go back to take. Yeah, it. yeah, no. Roy's a definitely a top in top three player uh, in the current landscape. Sure. Between so, Scheffler, Ron, and Rory, absolutely. Yeah, right. I think he. Would, so, I mean, no one would argue that the, those two guys are not in the top three there. Right. So my reasoning for using Rory was that one, we know he's top three, and we're talking about Justin Thomas being a top ten player. So if Justin Thomas is slightly below him, I think that still puts him in the top ten compared with a lot of his other coworkers out there. Yeah, so you would, I mean, you would put him ahead of Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Cam Smith. Um, I mean, that's six right there. That's six. I, I haven't even gone any further saying, than that. I'm saying right now he's he's eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range. I think, I think you're ten. stretching it. I think you're stretching it. Do I think I he's a top put him ahead guy? Of Cam Smith? I'd put him ahead of Cam Smith. I'd put him ahead of Victor Hovland. I'd certainly sure. put him ahead of either one of those guys. Um, he's he's close to Brooks because Brooks can. He he can't get it done in another event. So what, what kind yeah, of competitive Brooks nature does he have? Uh, you can't even find Brooks statistics on he has five Four. majors. He's got five majors. No, I understand that, but he can't. You know, I don't know. There's a little he bit has of a less competitive. Wins than I don't know. I don't know. He has Question less marks. Yeah, wins. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that, that again. I I don't think that this is something we're ever going to agree on. Um, because oh, Kepka that's been evident for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Brooks Kepka But I I don't I don't I I just don't see it. Uh, again, my point is I don't see anything that he that he does that separates himself from other players. Like I, other than the stretch that he had for a couple of years where he won some tournaments. I mean, obviously he's played extremely poorly, and I know how uh, fickle golf can be, and I know you're not going to play well all the time. Um, but even when he was playing well, I, there was I didn't see anything that he did that separated himself that really put him uh, in the top tier in terms of talent in term in, in any category. Um, I don't think he but drove that the ball. Uh, but, 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 but that's what we're basing it off of. What else? He doesn't drive it better than anybody else. He's not a better iron player than he doesn't. He's not a great. He doesn't have. A, he does have a, a pretty decent short game, and he's a very average to mediocre putter. The one thing that he has is he's super competitive, which is fucking great. That's awesome. Does that does being competitive make you a top ten player in the world? I'm pretty fucking competitive to, to a stubborn level. I'm not a top ten player in the world. Like that. What that, that if, doesn't what, qualify you for that. But what if? He's just so good at everything. He might not be the best at anything, but because he doesn't really have a major weakness, that's what makes him good. Why do you have to be the best at something? If you're the, there's, you there's don't have to categories. be, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's great at any one of those categories. I think he's mediocre at a lot of them. You're not, you're not mediocre at a lot of them and, and win 15 times in two majors. But no, I, Again, when I say mediocre, I'm saying mediocre compared to the to guys who are are at the top. He doesn't he doesn't have anything that separates himself from from these other guys. To so push him, no well, I, I, there definitely he has he has some weaknesses now. I mean, he's he's a pretty poor driver of the golf yeah, ball. He's, he's, he's not playing well, and there's always and there's been rumors going around that he's dealing with an injury or unhealthy or something. I, so, okay, whatever. It is what it is. I don't. I don't know those. I mean, fuck. I'm, Jeez. I'm just, like, are you making excuses again? Let's I'm make not excuses, excuses for Jordan. Let's but, put him up on this pedestal because he's he's so little. Because he, I mean, how many injuries did Tiger fight for his career? Uh, like, and he's still found a way to be at the top. Like, like what? I mean, are we going to make excuses for everybody? I'm not going to make excuses for freaking Finau and and not closing, but. 
he's still a talented guy, but I, I, I don't know why you guys want to put him up at the top here. I don't know. I don't know what the love is for Justin Thomas here. It, it's it's really baffling. I haven't heard one single thing that other than his past experience and having a great, you know, three years of golf, you know, if that I'm, I'm stretching it, but nothing, there's nothing that he did. They were like, this guy's dominating. He does these things so much better than everybody else. He's always in the mix and he's not. He's not. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I've said he's a great okay. player. Okay. He's not at the right. top tier. All right, we've gone around, around, around. All right, I'm out of here. I'm out. I'm out. How many See wins you. beat them? I'm out. I'm You're out. not. A, You're not. A. Really? He left over Jordan Justin Thomas. What? Did that just happen? Did he seriously just leave over that? We've gotten <laughs> way worse arguments before. I'm just trying to, we got to move on at some point. Like we've been talking about a half hour for just the Justin Thomas argument. Look, to close this out though, uh, Jordan Spieth <laughs> only has 13 wins, a lower top 25 percentage. Uh, Brooks Kepka um, only has nine wins. Uh, Justin Thomas also has 17 million more in career earnings than Brooks Kepka, not counting the live payday. Are you texting him? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, with that being said, Jay has signed off. He <laughs> said he would, and he did it. It's a, a first here for us in the Merch 9 Golf Podcast. A little surprised. Jay, if you're listening, I hope you are. Probably not, though. <laughs> um, not to this episode. McLean has just found some great statistics on Justin Thomas that we'd like to share with her. The listeners with no rebuttal. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're done. Yeah, uh, that was caught me a little off guard there. But Jay's Jay's gone. Yeah. So I guess Jay um, feels very adamant that JT is not a top ten player in the world. McLean and I do, and he didn't like it. Oh, 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 oh. oh. This this is the worst podcast I've ever been a part of. <laughs> is he back? He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Yes. Wow. I fucking hate you guys. This is the worst podcast I've ever been a part of. Man, our friendship ended over JT and Rory McElroy. Unbelievable. God, JT is a fucking bum. Like, you guys are making me hate JT, and I don't hate him. I don't hate him. <laughs> he's still on your Rider to Cup team, and he's not on mics. That's the uh, best part. Uh, long story short, I, I think Kurt Kitayama is going to be a captain's pick. Yeah, he I'm just be. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's probably more talented. Oh. Um, all right. Jay, welcome back. We're happy to have you. Um, we were in utter disbelief. We've never had anyone sign off on the off the show before. We've gotten into some pretty heated arguments yes, on here. Have. In all honesty, yeah. uh McLean and I did not know how to handle it. <laughs> we were struggling to pick up the ball. We, we paused the show for a little while and tried to figure out what was happening. And we're like, oh, Jay's not responding to our texts. So I guess he's not coming on. Do we do the rest of the show? Or um so yeah, let's let's do the rest of the show. We're gonna skip the rest of the Ryder Cup discussion and uh we're gonna skip the JT debate. For now, I'm sure it will come up again, and the viewers will love to hear it for the 15th time on this podcast. 
I don't know what you guys have going on next Monday, but I could talk about some JT <laughs> Monday night. I thought about this two days ago. I was like, you know what? I have a feeling JT played well this week, which is a little bit of an anomaly because he's been playing so poorly for the last 17 years. But I feel like we're going to bring this up, so I should probably be ready to talk about stats well, as to why JT is not a top 10 talent. Um, but I didn't do that. I didn't do my due diligence, but I didn't know from heart why he's not. But I'm going to have some. I'm going to have some stats next time we bring this up, and I'll I'll, I'll definitely divulge and show you why. But that's okay. I look on. I look forward to that. And that's actually not why we even brought up JT. Again, like McLean said, it all started with me saying I don't think he's on my team right now because he's not playing well. <laughs> yeah. And then we, I mean, and then we he's, on, my, he's on my team. If that if that if that sheds any light to anybody, if I'm picking a Ryder Cup team or a Presidents Cup team, he's on it. He's he's a tough dude. He's a tough dude. Like you need you need tough dudes in, in those events, and he he's a tough dude. Tough dude. We can agree on that, dude. Jay. We can agree on that. Yeah. He's a tough dude. All right, so we're going to get to dude? our next yeah. next agenda point here. We have yet to get McLean's take on the, I want to call it a merger, I guess, or partnership, agreement, whatever it might be with the PGA Tour and the PIF. Happened a few weeks ago. Obviously, everyone knows McLean wasn't on the show that week. When we uh, we kind of broke it down, so McLean, what what is your take? We haven't really officially heard your stance. I mean, look, I thought it was inevitable. I, I really did. I felt like there was going to be some sort of merger or some sort of avenue for these guys to come back. It definitely all happened way sooner than any of us thought it was actually going to happen. Right? No one saw it coming, and it obviously was something that was done very much behind closed doors. It shocked a lot it shocked the players from what it sounds like from how they found out um at the end of the day is it this is something that's going to be good for the sport it's going to be better it's going to offer the opportunity to see all these guys play together again which is what we want we've seen the purses get elevated we've seen a lot of great changes get made because of it um so it's hard to argue that you know this whole thing regardless of how you feel about it is not going to be better for the sport and for the players long term i think everyone agrees on that aspect of it um the one thing that i find odd is kind of how it happened how quick it happened um i'm not sure uh and, and forgive me for not knowing his name right off the top i don't know if i could pronounce it I'm not sure he deserves a seat on the board um, but it also sounds like in, in some of the stuff that I've seen is that basically where this landed is that the PGA tour was going to have to open their books and that's not something they wanted to do. Neither the so Saudis. It became, yeah. It became very evident that the PGA tour did not want to shed light on something that doesn't necessarily sit well with me. I, I don't know exactly why, because I don't have the Avenue there, but if that's the case, which it's very likely that it could be. Um, I think that's that's certainly a precarious situation for them. Um, Jay Monahan's future is very much in question at this point. There's a chance that he does go down as being a revolutionary. You know, he's he's in kind of it's funny because as much as they've gone against each other and they aren't aligned, 
Um, Jay Monahan put himself in the Phil Mickelson category very quickly with good, good putting, it all, putting it all out there and creating this conglomerate that could either backfire or give him the opportunity to become a revolutionary. Because as much as the scrutiny that we've given Phil, that anyone has given Phil, if this all goes down, he's going to go down as one of the guys. And let's say it goes down, it goes down great, and it works and it, it works out. Phil will have a big part to do with that, and he will end up being remembered as someone that benefited the sport in a very, very, you know, uh, best way to say it, um, in a massive way with for lack of better vocabulary at the moment. Um, Jay Monahan is now in that same boat, you know, regardless of how they feel about each other personally, they're now both in a very similar situation to where they're putting themselves out there in a very high risk environment to potentially benefit or potentially fall on their face. So, you know, Rory said it pretty well in his press conference where he said, Hey, you know, this money was going to get invested to the sport regardless this gives us more control over that money and it helps benefit the tour by the money being invested into their firm. So that I agree with that. I think it is, is definitely a benefit from the standpoint of now all of a sudden the PJ tour has a little bit more control without question. I think the PJ tour is the better tour. I like the live tour. I like what they are doing. Um, but when it comes to the tradition, when it comes to, um, their ability to run a first class event, we know that they are, you know, much better at doing so. Um, especially at securing venues. I mean, my God, they had the live tour playing Orange County National. So at the end of the day, great you know, track. I, I think <laughs> great track. If you like, I'm not even going there. <laughs> um, not even going there. It, it at the end of the day, this offers. A, a great opportunity for the sport. It does offer an op opportunity for the viewers to see the best players all play together. I'm very interested to see what ends up happening with the team format and how they plan to um, incorporate that into the PGA Tour. I'm very interested to see what happens with TGR and what Rory and Tiger were doing, which was basically somewhat of a competitor um, to try and to try and find a team format. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. It does sound like I just heard Serena Williams is uh, part owner in a team, the LA Golf Club, uh, with TGR. Yeah, they, have a, they announced actually a Boston one today. Fenway Sports Group has bought a yeah. team for the TGL. Yeah, TGLs. No, sorry, I said TGR. That's Tigers Group. But I don't know what that's going to look like. Does this impact that? That that's somewhat interesting. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if I say end of the day again, you know, you guys please fire a gun into Tennessee and shoot me. Um, but I, I do think this is going to be better for the sport. I think that these two groups coming together is going to help create a better product for the viewership and the fan of golf. I think it's very interesting how much Jimmy Dunn made this kind of happen behind closed behind closed doors um that to me felt not necessarily bad but just more of odd that there weren't like jay monahan wasn't as involved in the situation when he's the commissioner of the sport itself uh, well it sounds like he was involved it just sounds like jimmy dunn was the one to 
break the ice and start the conversation. And then was like, Jay, you need to get involved here. Because I, I think he probably realized Monahan wasn't going to make that call himself. Well, no, that's exactly right. And well, that and that's where that's where a board gets involved in those situations. You, know, you see it in massive companies. You know, everyone has to answer to someone, and Jay has to answer to someone as well. You know, so that that's where it ended up kind of falling out. And um, again, I mean, I I think it's going to be good. I really, I really and truly do. And the fact that the PGA Tour gets more. Um, interest in this investment makes a lot of sense i'm not sure um the 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 leader of the piff fund deserves a spot on the board but i understand why he has one to get the deal done and get the deal over um my whole thing is i don't think he has the knowledge to provide information on what helps grow the sport insight he just has the he doesn't the have the checkbook. insight that's exactly what i was looking like he has a checkbook which the checkbook gets you in the conversation we all know the check, that the, the, the big checkbook gets you a seat at the table but so so what something just came out today and I, I guess you know jay and i gave our takes a few weeks ago and i think one of the things i've i've been kind of shocked about since there's still no, like no information i mean there's still way more questions and answers on this whole thing. And we're 20 days, exactly 20 days. Today is June 26th. The, the news broke on June 6th. We haven't learned a thing since June 6th. Nothing. Nothing. Pretty much what they And then now it's kind of all over the place now tonight as we're doing this podcast, the framework agreement that was signed off by all these parties was sent to the Senate today. Because the Senate is doing an investigation. The DOJ is doing an investigation. And so they had to send the framework agreement and the framework agreement pretty much just said it's only six pages. One of the lawyers, like sports lawyers that I follow on Twitter posted it and was like, he's like, I've seen small businesses merge that had a document that was way more in depth and larger than this. Never mind these billion dollar corporations. This framework agreement is pretty much exactly what they said, and there's no more. Like, there's no major bombshell kind of thing in here. What we've heard in the news is what they've told us and what has come out, and that really seems to be the only thing they've figured out so far in this whole thing. It does say that the PGA Tour, and let's see if I can try to find this. Um, the PGA Tour does, um, that quote, the PGA Tour will at all times maintain a controlling voting interest in NUCO, which is what they're calling this corporation, this company, since they don't have a name for it yet. It's called New Corporation, NUCO. And the That's PIF creative. will... Con- What's that? That's creative. Very creative. Original. And the PIF will continue to hold a non-controlling voting interest, notwithstanding any incremental investment by PIF or uh, exercise its right of first refusal. So basically... The PGA Tour gets the decision, the power making on how the tours, the entity runs. The PIF's main interest is they get first right of refusal on any more investment. So if another group, company, organization comes and says, hey, we want to invest a billion dollars into this new company, it sounds like the PIF has the first right of refusal to either let them come in or they'll match and say, no, we don't want you. We want to keep our ownership stake high. So we're going to invest another billion and you can't come in. So basically, PIF has control of the new money coming in, but the tour has control however everything else runs 
it's kind of the one main clarification, I guess, we get from this framework as I'm kind of reading through as I'm talking here. It does say, basically, like we've heard that the PJ Tour essentially oversees, Jay Monahan essentially oversees Live Golf now. And that uh, will undertake a full and objective empirical data-driven evaluation of Live and its prospects and potential. And will make a good faith assessment of the benefits of team golf in general. Uh, the PIF, the PJ Tour, and the DP World Tour will work together in an effort to determine how to best integrate team golf into the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. Yeah, I mean, look, it gives us the controlling interest, but let's let's back up out of the outside of the nitty-gritty for a second. Let's look at the player standpoint. This is the part that's incredibly intriguing to me. I mean, you have guys out there, you know, Hideki was the one who would have benefited the most um, in his involvement in this. And Rory is another guy. I want to know what their thoughts are. I mean, did they just miss the boat? I know the PJ Tour has said that, you know, we're going to make sure these guys get taken care of. How? What's that look like? We haven't seen anything about that. And I'm still wondering today when you have. Like, if I was Hideki, I mean, I'd be furious in the fact that he turned down essentially $400 million um, to not be a part of this tour. And now all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. So you you mean I could have taken that cash and then I could have gotten back on tour and continued what I've tried to do? And there's a lot of top players out there that didn't take that money and they stood with the tour and the tour has basically done what they said they would not do. You know, they backpedaled on this whole deal because I don't know if it was a fear of opening the books. I don't know if it, what, what that was and how they're going to get blood dry of money too. Also true. Also true. But you have a lot of players out there. Your, your top talent that feels slighted at this point. And how do they recuperate from that? How do, how do they, uh, make it right to those guys. You know, Rory McIlroy. I can't imagine what Rory felt when he heard the news. Um, the guy has been the spokesperson for the PGA Tour, which we all know that he he runs the tour at this point. Curtis told us that you know years ago on this podcast. He is the number one dog. He's the the biggest voice out there. Uh, very level headed human being, and that's why he's in that seat. But to sit there and take the the stance that Rory's taken, which he even said on the podcast when news broke that he hates live. He hates those guys, um, which I thought was a little bit of an aggressive public take. Um, you know, that, that didn't seem the best. He didn't really say he hates those guys. He just says he hates live. He hates live. You're right. You're right. He hates live. He, he hates that side of things. Um, it's just it's interesting to see how it's all going to fall out from here. We're in a really unique situation that the sport's never seen before. And I don't know what it's going to look like in 18 months. My hopes. Well, I, I know it's going to get better that I think we can all probably agree, agree on. We get all these guys playing again under the same flag. It's going to be a better product for every golfer out there and maybe every golfing fan out there. I, I, I still okay, question. I, I get I get the fact that we're going to get guys together, and I do like that. That's what I've been asking for. I still question if the overall product, because in all honesty, let's let's who are we talking with here? The B, DP World Tour has gone down for years. We've been bitching about the PJ Tours product 
for years. So they haven't proven any successful track record to us recently. The PIF were the ones that gave us live, and that's not a great product either. So we're not exactly dealing with entities here that have had a great proven track record recently of success. So I'll be curious to see what it all shakes out to be, you know, in the end. But you're right about the guys that didn't go. Their their loyalty is gonna they're owed something for their loyalty. You know, there was rumors I heard last week that they're talking about giving those guys a percentage ownership stake in this new for-profit entity, you know, a couple percentage points as their thank you for their loyalty. Whatever How do you it may police be. that? Because there's a lot of guys down the list that got offers that stayed as well. Well, yeah, then that's going to be basically a contract negotiation with their agent. Like they're negotiating a contract with the team. It's like, you know, the, I'm trying to think of, so the Kurt Kitayamas of the world, like, well, I could have gotten $2 million to go to live. Right. But Rory said, well, I could have gotten $200 million. So all the guys that are down the, that are number 100, I mean, they were signing Brennan Steele and Cameron Tringali and these guys. So, the guys down the bottom it's of the board. Justin Thomas. Done. You know, Jay, you're the one that signed off from there. In that. I had to say it. I had to say it. It was just perfect timing. I had to say it. Um, so, no, yeah, but you're look, right. But you bring up a good point. I mean, look, you, you've got Justin Thomas, Xander, all, all these guys, Victor, uh, all these guys were approached. It, it, they tried to approach everyone, to my knowledge. Um, it didn't get publicized quite as much because a lot of guys took a very – a very uh, you know hard stance to say that's not a thing. I'm I'm staying with the PJ Tour. In the conversation, move on. But at this point, you have to go back and acknowledge that. I mean, if they're able to prove and put a piece of paper in someone's hand to say, "Look, I had a seventy-five million dollar offer to go over there, and I stayed, and I presented my loyalty." What does that mean to you guys that I did that? And they need to write the ship as one way or the one way or another. The, the best thing they have going for them and the way to do that is the PIF fund, basically not necessarily maybe honoring their original deal with those guys, but offering them some sort of compensation. Something that's close they, to equal equal value, right? There'll be a valuation of this new company and they say X a number of shit. You're, you're, you know, you work for a big Fortune 500 company, you get shares in that company and they're going to have to, it's not the same for every employee, right? And that's essentially what these PJ Tour players are now become. They're an employee of this entity. And Rory McIlroy's shares are going to be worth more than Tom Hoagie's shares. Tom Hoagie might have been offered something to go play on live, but it, their, their shares are not going to be equal value once um, this all gets situated. If it does, I still question whether the DOJ even lets this thing go through. But that's going to be a real shitstorm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, everything that I've heard, the DOJ is just doing their, their due, due diligence here, but there's really nothing that, from what I've, from what I've heard and, you know, you know listening to senators talk about the process and, and how things are going to unfold. They're just, they're basically, it's, just, it's a, it's a political ploy and superficial bullshit. Like, hey, we need to, because this is a big deal. Let's at least put our name in the in the hat here and make sure we we do our our thing to make sure there's nothing crazy. But I don't I don't know. It could they could spin spin out of control and and be on the other end of this. But it sounds like that nothing's going to stop this unless something really crazy you know comes about. But yeah, I, I the whole thing's interesting. I hope 
I, I mean, and before I sit, I hope it all goes through. I hope we get a massive investment. I mean, at the end of the day, the purchases have gotten a lot larger. Now we have a better a better opportunity of funding them. We don't have to go out and chase a promise that was made without having the funding in place. Um, this does give us the opportunity to continue to do that. And it, it doesn't say that it won't continuously get better because the bad part that the PGA Tour put them, themselves in, the situation was that they made a lot of promises without having the funding in place because it was such a backpedaling situation where they're like, all right, we, we got to do something. We got to do something. It was, it was reactive versus proactive. It was reactive without question. And we have to do something. We have to put this out there. We have to try and keep the guys that we have, but then we have to go out there and sell it the sponsorship to make it happen. So at the end of the day, I think they didn't have the cash. They didn't have the cash. They They could front it. They could front it for a couple of years, but eventually that was going to dry up. They could not continuously pay it off without an additional investment. So, so the, 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 the PIF wins, the live tour wins in the grand scheme of things, yeah. whether no, you like to say it PIF, or not. PIF, PIF wins. Live doesn't win. Well, I think, okay. I think well, whatever, whatever I think, way you want to look at it, the, 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 that whole conglomerate of, of, of the disruption, they win. Sure. Like you can call it whatever you want, like uh, whatever name you want to give them. Um, and I'm not, I'm not for, for any, either one of them, but in the grand scheme of things, they came in with an objective to disrupt, to make money, what one or the other or both. And they're getting both um, because the PGA tour couldn't, they couldn't compete with, in terms of the, in terms of the money, they couldn't compete. And so here we are, you know, uh, the only one good, the one good thing that's come out of this, and, and McLean, you, you kind of touched on it. We're going to get back to having the best players play every week. I hope not every week, but a lot of the weeks. I mean, look at the three weeks that we have coming up. I mean, that's I looked right. through the schedule. I looked through the schedule yesterday. I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to watch any of that. The John Deere, the 3M, the, I mean, and nothing against those towns and those people, uh, but I, I don't. I don't care. The, the the best players aren't playing. They're not elevated events. The golf courses are blah, whatever. There, there's nothing great about those golf courses that like you like you feel like you need to watch. It's like uh, the next three weeks of golf are. It's like okay, I don't. When's the British Open? You know, basically what it comes down to, and that's and this is why we need to get rid of that. Like. Shorten the shorten the year, make make the 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 events elevated in a sense that like the best players are playing, and nothing against all the the, the money that's raised from a charity standpoint for these for these events, and that's a great thing. But from a viewers viewership standpoint, I, I I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but I don't care about the charity. the, the money that they, they they're raising for charity. And no, that, you're worried about the TV product. I, 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 yeah, I mean that's I, I'm not. It's great. It's a great thing that they're doing, but when and and when it comes down to me watching the the product, okay, I'm not going to watch golf because they are generous and they they donate to charity and they're a nonprofit. I, again, I'm not trying to sound. It sounds insensitive. It sounds like I'm a, an asshole, but like 
I think that's a great thing, but I, I'm not, it's not, that's not making me watch the product. I'm not watching the 3M championship because the PGA tour donates to charity. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching the event because the best players are playing and it's a top tiered event and they're all competing yeah. and there's, there's, you know, some value to who wins. So again, it is what it is. I, like I hate to say that because it's like I said, it sounds kind of insensitive. But it, from a viewer standpoint, I, I don't care about the 3M and the John Deere and the and the what 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 what's the what's the one they're playing in this week? Rocket Mortgage. They, Rocket Mortgage. There you go. Like I, these next three weeks are like the golf doesn't exist in July, late July, early August. I mean, I, I don't I don't care. I guess it's all July. Except for the open. What's that? Except for the open. Yeah, yeah. Other than other than the, the open championship. Yeah, of course. But and and FedEx, which they need some alter altercation or alterations to that. So that that'll I mean they've they've eliminated one of the events. So now it's what top seventy five? Top seventy. Top seventy get into the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, which I think is probably a good move. So now only two events leading up to the well, that, and that does make a lot of sense. Champ- championship and and no no other major sport out there does everyone make it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. sorry, you're not good enough. You don't make it. Yeah, no, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Which yeah. event did they did they kill again? It wasn't the BMW. It was the um, um, was it the Western Oak? The well, Western they've only Oak? had they've only had three events the last couple it's, of years. I feel like yeah, they, I thought they had they, they had more players in it, but I think there was only three events. They they Maybe kept the same. Of, you're right. They kept the same number of events, but they just they just changed uh, the number of it was uh, it was four playoffs. A couple of years ago, went to three. Uh, they actually dropped yeah. the Boston event a couple of years ago. Oh, it makes sense. It's Boston. Which was a that was a fun one. They used to they used to do that on uh, Labor Day. They did. Yep. Yeah, so but I mean, why would you Monday. Play? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just get rid of the Boston event. That's a waste of time. <laughs> I liked it better when you signed off, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back. We're back. I can do that uh, again if I need to. So yeah, I mean, I, I my again, my concern is if the PJ tours in control. I don't like any of the options of who's in control because none of them have proven great things the last few years. Maybe they'll get together and get their heads together and it'll be better. Yeah. My concern is we get the crappy old 47 event PGA tour that we always get. It's just more money and the Saudis get to meet even more corporate sponsors every week. Right. They want that. That's a possibility. I, I, I don't think that's going to, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, that's just a personal preference. I really no, it probably won't it back that up, but be some sort of changes, but yeah. and when does this all happen? And I, I don't know, because they're supposed to be announcing at this is this kind of the time of year they would announce the schedule for next year. We don't have that they've yet. Said, they've said that they're two weeks out. That last week at the event, they said they were two weeks out from announcing this. So we'll see. Um, when do the guys get to come back? That's the big thing that I want to see. When well, so this framework agreement did say that there's going to be some sort of suspension punishment of they don't again, they don't really give any details. They say they're going to work on some way to um, bring them back onto the DP and PGA tours. There's no real specific details at all in this framework agreement. 
And that's why the thing is, it's just there's just uh, still a million details to iron out in this thing. A million. It doesn't benefit the PGA Tour from keeping those guys on the sideline longer, though. Like it may, maybe at Monahan's heart, it does. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. You think Rory and Rom and Scheffler want those guys coming back immediately? They're going to be like, "Fuck no!" I mean, even of a couple of players, yeah, Adam Scott said those guys better be punished. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they don't. Who cares what they think? Yeah, but, and at the end of the day, as an right. as an executive, and, and yeah, as an as an executive of the PJ Tour, you're like, hey, I need the best players playing because I need the most visibility, sponsorship, whatever it takes. Like, I need more. I need more money, and I don't care. Sorry, Rory, deal with it. If you want to play against the best, you know, then play against the best. Here they are. They're coming. They're coming back to this tour. Um, I mean, and I have a feeling they'll take it case by case too. Some sure. guys are going to be treated more harsh, Phil, versus DJ. I don't know. Right? I don't know that, DJ was. I don't know you can do that. I don't know that you can do that. Yeah, but DJ never sued the PGA Tour. Phil did. Like some of those guys went quietly. They took their money. They left. They didn't trash anyone. They didn't come back and they resigned their membership. They didn't sue the PGA Tour. I think they're going to be treated differently. Some of those guys. I, I think ultimately they're going to. Some guys were on, on live for longer. Some guys were a short period of time. I think that will factor into it. Well, I think ultimately where this lands, and it's, it's going to be a wash, the players aren't going to come out cash. They're going to say that there was penalties that these guys had to pay. It'll be taken care of by the PIF fund, um, and they'll do it for a media um, a media moment, basically to say, all right, you know, these are. guys are coming back in, but there'll be a, there'll be a – a backdoor negotiation with the PIF fund to say, all right, you know, you guys are going to fund this um, or, or not even actually write the check, but we're going to say that the, that you guys paid this amount, but we're going to, we're going to rope that into your larger investment into the tour. And we're going to necessarily, we're going to categorize a portion of that payment as the fees for each golfer to return to the tour to where it doesn't actually go down on the individual to cut a check. It'll go down to the PIF fund and say, "All right, we know you're going to invest. You're, you're going to invest a hundred, a hundred. We'll just say, we'll call it a hundred million or two hundred million or five hundred million, whatever that number is. And a percentage of that payment is we're going to categorize that to say the live fund invested three hundred million into the tour, and the additional two hundred million that was funded into the tour was to offset the fees for the players that left." And ultimately, it just goes down as basically a wash in the grand scheme of things. That's someone's dog. Mine. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad it was a dog. I'm a little worried about what it could be. What? But yeah, so we'll we'll keep checking in every week. We'll be talking about it. Hopefully, there'll be more and more details floating out here at some point. So don't know what's going on with Monahan and his medical situation and all that kind of stuff, but. We'll uh we'll break down any news if if it comes out and any details that we get from this agreement. So let's let's get to um the rocket mortgage. Hey, did y'all Jay see is excited? Did y'all see the storm that went through Detroit Golf Club? That's a great golf course, by the way. Like I, old I school Donald from, Ross. Old school Donald Ross track. I've been out there. I actually did a fitting event out there probably 10, 12 years ago now at this point. Um really cool old school facility. Um, a great venue. Uh, I'll be interested to see how it's set up this week. But at the end of the day, it, it is a they, great golf course. They got lucky too. Like you were talking, they got some serious storms that ripped through there and a bunch of trees down. But 
That Bunch sounds like they're time. they're a go for this yeah. week. They had a major. There were uprooted trees. Um, yeah. that I saw pictures of, and they were taking a lot of a lot of uh, video and drone footage of everything that happened. I mean, it, that was a major storm to pass through there. So they're incredibly lucky that they're still going to be able to host an event. I will also say that they're incredibly lucky that when it happened, they had a PGA Tour maintenance staff at their beckon to go in there and ultimately help clean it up. Clean it because up, yeah. If if that happened at the Foundry or or any other you know golf course, that's a multi week cleanup. Well, and to all these events, they get superintendents, assistant superintendents from all over the area to come and volunteer their time yeah. to work these, and they bring in a hundred volunteer agronomists and just to mow greens and that kind of stuff to yeah. get these things ready to set, to have them on hand to get cleanup done. Helps. So that, that that is incredibly beneficiary um, for them to be able to put this course back into tour conditions. I'm sure the conditions not an issue up there. The weather should just be absolutely minty at this point. Um, the course should be absolutely minty. And I just, I love a Donald Ross course. I mean, I just, I, from being from North Carolina, that's something that always, um, you know, hits home with me. I, I love seeing an old school Donald Ross track, get the publicity that, uh, you know, I think it rightfully deserves. Well, all right. Donald Ross lover and winner fucking again last week. What do you mean? Oh, we're talking DraftKings. DraftKings. McLean won. His season-long total is uh, 116 points. I really Jay, want to iron out what this payout is starting to look like because there's a lot of questions at this point. I'm just I like, think I think we said a beer. I think we said Jay and I were going to give you a we? Corona Light, a cold and gold. Yeah. That that that's that's. I think yeah. I'll go back. I'll, I'll check the footage that's, on that for you. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna definitely need to go back on that. That's disheartening. I'll give you. I'll give you two. I'll give you yeah. two Corona lights. I'll give you a. I'll give you a whole six pack. Yeah. Wow. 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 You're at one sixteen. Jay and I are tied for last or second. How are we going to look at it? Really, uh, yeah. at ninety four points. Yeah. So, 16, 94? Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Can we? Can we plus? <laughs> can we plus this bet, please? This is a joke. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's pretty much over. Hard in the last last six, seven, eight events. We need McLean to like forget to submit his team a couple times. I say from McLean, you're doubling up, double the points. Double them. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's double the points. Double the points. We're we're betting over a six pack of Corona Light at this point. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a couple hundred bucks. Two six packs of Corona Lights. Yeah. In the beginning of the season, I think this was like a hundred a man. Now I'll throw in a lime. I'm going to throw in a whole lime too. I I don't even drink lime. I don't even use lime. Oh, okay. Well, Get the stats. Let's do a double from out. So 116 to 94. Double the points. We're 20 points behind. All right. We're doubling up. All right. All right. Doubling, doubling up. Doubling up. Yeah. Plus. Because McLean I feels confident. BK, right. if you're listening. Over a six-pack, I can, I can afford to lose a six-pack if I do. Um, barely. I can barely make it happen. Can I finance that? <laughs> yeah. What kind, of, what kind of rate are you going to give Put me? Put them on layaway. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got? 9,800. Tom Kim, my top pick this week. Um, guys have been playing well. I think this course is going to set up good for him. Guy's a ball striker. 
Uh, moving down from there, guys really been playing good as of late. Uh, one of Jay's favorite guys, Mr. Harris English, 9,000. Uh, moving south from there, guy who's been just absolutely putting up some numbers, um, Austin Ekro at 8,000. You talk about a value pick this week. If the listeners are out there looking for a value pick, $8,000, Austin Ekro. Um, then I moved down to Justin Suh. Guys just had a really solid season, 19 to 24 cuts, two top 10s. Um, seventy nine hundred, and then this is a tough pick for me because I, I I just I feel bad because you've got a great story. I just can't get behind it. It's a bad omen. I shouldn't even say this, but Aaron Rye, guy's been playing really good, but he uses iron covers and two gloves. I just yeah. I, I'm sorry. Tough. You talk about tough scene. I, I, and I like the guy. I get the story and I respect yeah. it. You hear the story behind why he does it. And I'm like, dude, that's cool, man. I, I respect that. I respect that. But at the end of the day, that's okay. Uh, right, that, moving south from there. Uh, yeah, more. Pick, um, look, when we got down to it, I started looking at it. I'm like, all right, who's the highest point average total at this number? Thomas Dietrich, 18 of 22 cuts made, four top tens, $7,400. I got him rounding out my team. I had him on my squad. I'm glad I took him off because most of our team's the same. So I'll go over mine real fast since most of the names you already heard. I I went the McLean Boyd route. I oh, kept on ref- I kept refreshing my PGA Tour app until the power rankings came up. There, see, see. In all honesty, I'm like, can't beat them. Join them. There it is, right? PJ Tour and Piff can't beat them. Join them. So, uh, I'll start at the bottom. You'll hear this is I have four of my six came off the uh, power ranking. So the two that didn't, one of them is seventy two hundred dollars. Ches Revi, just feeling it after the travelers, feeling good. Had a very wonderful dinner at Cheesecake Factory last night. So picture him at the Cheesecake Factory bar watching the reruns of the golf. What was he doing? Going through the 92-page menu? I think so, with his two-point-whatever-million that he won. So 7200 I like the value there. Guy playing well. Then I go up to Aaron Rye. Never would have picked him, but the power rankings brought him up. So I said, sure, fits my budget. Let's go. Let's try that. 7,900, Justin Suh. Sounds great. Looks good. I am a big Justin Suh guy. Oh, sorry. Justin Suh was not on the power rankings. Ches Revy was. Sorry, I can't even keep keep straight my power rankings list here. Then I go up to a guy who I have been on for a while. He is on the power rankings. 8,000, Austin Eckroat. Playing well. Then I go to... Where am I? Then I go to... Ludwig Aberg, $8,700, coming off PGA Tour U, another younger guy I've been kind of on a lot. And then my number one is number one in your heart, number one in the power rankings, 10400 Ricky Fowler. Wow. I like that. Here we go. There it is. McLean and I have half our team alike. Thanks for I, know the got, I know Jay's got Harris English on his team. 
Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> Got another Georgia Bulldog on there too. Uh, Brian Harmon, eighty-eight hundred bucks. So there you go, thousand eighty-eight hundred. Two Georgia Bulldogs, and then I've uh, yeah. I mean, we've already said all these players. We've got pretty much the same lineup, which is stupid. (laughs) And I didn't even look at the power rankings. Um, I've got Aaron Lai at seventy eight hundred. I've got Ches Revy at seventy two hundred. I've got Austin Eckerut at at eight (laughs) thousand. But the one caveat is I've got uh, Keegan Bradley at ninety two hundred bucks. Um. Yeah, I don't. He he's not going to win, but he is playing really well. So I'm hoping that he just finishes in the top 25. Because if you finish in the top 25, you're a top 10 player in the world. So, uh, King Bradley, I knew that was coming. King Bradley, uh, just looking for a top 25 because that's going to you know you know supplant him uh, in the top tiered list with all the best players in the world. So, uh, let's go, Keegan. Do your thing. You're from you're from you're from the northeast, New England, as they say. Um, and you're you're one of the best players in the world. So there you go. Justin Thomas isn't a field. Surprised you didn't pick him. Oh, uh, well, I'm only picking top ten players in the world, so he wasn't on the <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, Ches Reeve was. Oh Ches Reeve. God. Ches Reeve beat me. <laughs> he can't. He lost to you. My brother, you, my brother pulled up uh, the uh, the the bracket for the 2003 Public Links uh, U.S. Amateur at uh, Blue Hen in um, New Jersey. Listen to the names on this list like, again. I, I'm 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 not in the same level with these guys, but in the top in the top tier, you have Brent Snedeker. Um, you had Ryan Moore, Bowman Steele, uh, Joe Baroni, who was a, uh, an incredible player, mutual player, 10, 10, 12 years, mutual player, web.com player, uh, Ches Rooney, Joe Ritson. Oh, here we are. Hey. Here. I'm present. Golden no, Stock, All American in Arizona. Um, Jim Winner. Incredible, incredible ball striker. Uh, he, this is a New England guy. Uh, he's from uh, Plainville, Mass. I know so, he. He's the same year as me. I played. Uh, maybe he wasn't. He's a stud. I, I, I played a bunch of junior golf with Jim. Jim Wayne. Jim Wayne is a stud. Uh, Bill Whalen, a, a really, really good player. Uh, Aaron Black from Aiken, South Carolina. Um, then we moved on to Tim Kern, all American from Maryland. From he was from Connecticut. Jeff Castle, uh, another Maryland player, great player. Uh, Parker McLaughlin, PJ Kerr winner. Um, short game chef, short game chef, and then uh, Mike Welch, also a nice guy, great, great, great player. Welch, uh, and then and then Luke Liss at the bottom. Um, and then Jeff Gilchrist, who is another great player. But I mean, you, you're talking ten players that have are PGA Pro players in this. He was probably winners. Winners. I mean, we're a freaking just world world beater list of of players. I'm like, holy cow! Um, and Jeff Overton's in there somewhere. I don't know why I missed Jeff Overton, but he's in that list too. 
So I mean, we're talking. A That's just half the bracket, though, isn't it? What's that? And that just half the bracket you read off too? Uh, no, no. I that was the that was the whole that was the oh, whole bracket the whole okay. all the way down. You know, yeah. So no, it's an incredible, incredible group of uh, of players in two thousand three. I mean, it, the fact that that's twenty years ago and they, these names are still relevant is kind of cool. Um, it, other than mine, that's not really relevant, but <laughs> whatever. It is on this podcast, Jay. It is, but here. You know, Hey. When you're on when you're on the podcast here, you are relevant. Yeah. Yep. There you go. But anyway. Oh man, that was fun. What a first. What a first we had. I was gonna tell my grandchildren about that. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. But, uh, it's late. It's past my bedtime. Unless you gents have anything else. We're going to sign off for this week and we'll be back when we all dig deep into Justin Thomas's stats this week. I can't wait. I can't wait. Actually, I, I think I may not dig deep and I just want you guys to dig deep so you can really see the truth. I think that'll be the best. I think you would be show us the light, Jay. Show if us you the light. guys dig deep. And then the next week we're going to have a Justin Thomas. We have a scheduled Justin Thomas talk and then you guys don't say anything. I'm going to slide into JT's DM. I'm like, hey, I got then this guy. That you're, you guys are like, oh, man, this guy, really, I like this guy, but he really is not as good as I thought he was. That's what I think is going to happen, but whatever. Do you want to happen? That's what's going to happen. Do has, has a single one of us changed our viewpoint on anything in this podcast in two and a half years? No. <laughs> No. no, we're three very stubborn guys that do not come off of our points. 100%. I think we've changed our, our, our viewpoint on a few things. Um, Maybe. But not yeah. very often and not big points. And some to our detriment, but, uh, <laughs> but that's not my, my detriment, though. Maybe someone else's. I'm not sure what you're speaking of, but I mean the fact that the the PGA Tour and the PIF have come together, and now we're getting all the best players playing together. I, I mean, mean that, as soon as it huge. happens, Maybe. as soon as it happens, I think Justin Thomas is going to elevate. <laughs> oh God! All Good right. for him. We're, I'm Good getting ready. To both, I'm getting ready to mute both of you guys, and we're going to sign off for the. I would, I would love evening. to see him. I'd love to see him over overachieve even more. That's great. I love it. I'll take him as a partner any day. Oh, all right. Uh, gents, I guess that was a pleasure. We'll be talking <laughs> to you. See you next week. Cheers. <laughs>